Welcome to the Witchy Woo Podcast with me, your host, Kylie Anna, brought to you by the Confidence Coven. Join our soulful sisterhood where we sod the shoulds and embrace spiritual freedom. In this space, let's connect with our spiritual side and explore the magical world of all things woo. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Witchy Woo podcast. And today I want to talk to you about a biggie, <laughs> about a really big subject that I could probably spend quite a few episodes talking about, um, but I will try to condense it into this one and to cover the basics. And that topic is the witch wound. And the witch wound, although it may have the word witch in it, isn't reserved just for people who identify as witches. It is a wound that we carry with us from our ancestors and we will obviously explore a little more today. But I just wanted you to know that this is relevant whether you identify as a witch or not and it would be really interesting to see how much of the energy surrounding these wounds resonates with you. But firstly, let's talk about where did this witch wound come from? <laughs> and I'm sure that all of us on this podcast will have heard about or have some knowledge at least about the witch trials. And the witch trials were rife for quite a few centuries, kind of spanning between the 1400s up until the 1800s, where predominantly women were persecuted, tortured, executed for being different in the name of being a witch. In terms of within the UK, Henry VIII brought the Witchcraft Act in in 1563 and it made any form of witchcraft punishable by death. And when I say witchcraft, <laughs> I use that word quite lightly because I actually mean anything that made predominantly a woman different. They may well have practiced witchcraft or they may have been a healer. They may have used herbs for medicinal purposes. They may have been a midwife, which was considered witchcraft in those times. But usually the reasons were absolutely ridiculous. Things like they were too pretty, they were too ugly, they were too rich, they were too poor, they were single, they were widowed. Any physical features that they had that were slightly different to other people. If they had a pet even... <laughs> And the first lady to be executed legally in England was the first lady that we are going to cover in this podcast, not today, but in a later episode, and that's Agnes Waterhouse. And she was executed in 1566. And the reason that I decided to start with Agnes is because she was from my town of birth and it felt very, very significant. And she was the first, as I say, woman to legally be executed under the Witchcraft Act. There were women that were persecuted and executed before this, but it was not legal. And in terms of the law in the UK, the last execution was in 1727 and it was in Scotland and it was a lady called Janet Horne and her daughter. Um, and they were both sentenced to death. And this was an extremely sad case. The reason being that they were both sentenced to death and deemed as witches who practice witchcraft was because Janet's daughter was said to be 
born with some deformities in her hands and in her feet. And because of that, it was thought that Janet had cast spells to, in the records, use her daughter as a horse to carry her from town to town to make it easier for her to travel. And that is why, in their minds, there were some physical abnormalities in her hands and feet. Now, luckily, Janet's daughter did manage to escape before execution, but Janet was executed, as I say, in 1727 and was the last lady by law to be executed for witchcraft in the UK. And there were also, of course, the very infamous witch trials of Salem in America and it was very rife throughout and across America as well of calling out witches, persecuting them, torturing them and killing them and there are so many women's stories and men's as well but predominantly women's stories who I would love to cover on this podcast and share their voice and share their story and share their experiences and how they were so wrongly treated and I will do just that in further episodes but for today this is talking about the witch wound but just giving us a little bit of background on where it originated from. So what exactly is the witch wound? It's the ancestral and karmic energy that's been passed down from the time when the witch trials were rife. And during these times of witch trials, tens of thousands of innocent, predominantly women were imprisoned, tortured and executed in the most horrific of ways. And those who did manage to escape, and they did manage to escape that execution, were excommunicated from their communities. They were outcast. They were stripped of any worldly possessions and they were stripped of any status. All of these innocent people were victims of the patriarchy and the religious tyranny of the time. This was during the time of Henry VIII's reform in England and anyone thought to be practicing different beliefs from what was acceptable by him and the court were met with persecution. Now, obviously, we're talking about centuries ago. So you may be sat thinking, but what has this got to do with me? How does this affect me now? How do I carry around the witch wound? And it's been passed down generationally in your DNA. It's been embedded into our survival instincts through the generations. Just as all different species adapt according to their surroundings, when we have huge events like this take place, our survival instincts stick in. These instincts take over and help to keep us safe. And if being different means being unsafe, these survival instincts teach us and encourage us to not stand out, i.e. keep safe. The energy surrounding this witch wound has also been imprinted into our collective consciousness. And this means that as well as all of the records that are stored in our own Akashic records, that are stored about our own soul's history and past and every lifetime belief, thought that we have processed, it also stores the information from the collective as well. And if there are quite a number of people who are having similar experiences being persecuted, being executed for being different, then these beliefs about keeping small and about not standing out 
They're imprinted into our collective consciousness and they're inbuilt within us all. And it's also a part of some of our experiences on a societal and a cultural level. So witches are still (laughs) often depicted as these hideous, evil um, or ridiculous even by mainstream society. And they're still to this day often misunderstood and feared. And even today we are still restricted to an extent by patriarchy and by the beliefs that have been passed down to us. In some ways we're still encouraged against self-expression. And we're expected to fit into this box, into this tiny little box that society deems as as normal, (laughs) that horrid word, normal, and acceptable. So, for example, how many job positions, for instance, would expect you to have a natural hair colour? Because having an unnatural hair colour is thought of as unacceptable. It's thought of as unprofessional. People will judge. The same goes for colour on your nails, the makeup that you wear. Everything is called into question. Our bodies, whether it's the right shape and size, the clothing that we wear, whether it's too loose, too baggy, showing too much, showing not enough. All of these things are taught to us that some things are acceptable And some things aren't. And really, unfortunately, when we grow up learning this and being conditioned to this, we place our own value and our own worth on these things that society deems as acceptable. So if we don't fit into this box of what society wants us to, we can often feel as though we're not valuable and we're not worthy. And that's just absolutely tragic. But how does the witch room present itself? It does predominantly show up in women, but it can also be experienced in men, especially if they live a more spiritual or a more magical life. So let's see if the witch wound resonates with you. So do you ever find yourself having a fear or a worry about standing out or being seen properly for who you are? And this goes deep. It doesn't necessarily just mean on the surface physically being seen. I mean authentically being seen for exactly who you are. Warts and all out there in front of people. Do you have a real fear of judgment surrounding that? Are you scared to put yourself out there? This shows up a lot. I work with a lot of ladies who own their own business, for instance, and The witch wound can often hold them back from pushing their business to its full potential because they themselves are afraid to embrace exactly who they are because of this fear of judgment, because of this energy of the witch wound that's been passed down. You may have a fear or a worry about speaking your truth, about standing up for yourself or setting boundaries. This one was a huge, (laughs) huge one for me. And there were often times where things were said or done that I didn't agree with and I thought were wrong and I wanted to stand up for myself and I wanted to say something, but there was a part of me that just held me back, told me to say small, told me to be agreeable, not to stand out, not to speak my truth, just in case there was a fear there. And then I'd go away and I'd completely beat myself up um, for not for not standing up for myself there and then. And I'd sit there and I'd, <laughs> I'd come up with these responses that I wish I had have said. And all it did was add to that frustration. 
and further instilled within me that I didn't have anything worth listening to and I wasn't worth standing up for. Now, don't get me wrong, those beliefs (laughs) are well gone now. But there was a long time that I sadly carried those. Do you find that you have fear or worry about judgment if you do show up as your authentic self? If you were to stand there right now and say, this is me, these are my beliefs, in their entirety, not holding back, not sugarcoating things, not dampening things down to appease other people, but just standing there in your complete truth, would you feel afraid? Would you feel vulnerable? Would it stop you from doing so? You may feel as though you're too much You may have even been told by others that you're too much, too loud, too colourful, too bright, too energetic, take up too much room, showing off. And the truth of the matter is, you shining your light at the brightest, other people often don't like because it highlights to them where they're not standing within their own truth. And it shines a light on the fact that they're not absolutely beaming their light and at the same time as feeling as though you may be too much or having been told that you're too much to be acceptable. You may also feel that you're undervalued and underappreciated by society which contradictingly tells you that you're too little or you're not enough. So you have this balance between either feeling you're too much and trying to dim yourself or feeling that you're not enough. And do you ever feel unsafe to share your true thoughts and feelings? Now, there may be a select number of people that you feel completely safe to share absolutely everything with. But on the other hand, there may be a large number of people who there's certain things that you wouldn't voice to them, that you wouldn't say to them, because unfortunately, it may cause a rift in the relationship. It may cause difficulties rather than being able to sit down as two adults and saying, listen, this is your thoughts. These are my thoughts and they're not the same. And that's okay. And all of these fears and all of these worries are completely amplified when it's surrounding the subject of spirituality. So sharing your beliefs about the bigger things in life, what happens after life, but especially surrounding if you class yourself as a spiritual person, if you class yourself as a witch, if you perform magical rituals or lean into those gorgeous magical energies, that's when these fears become truly, truly amplified. So how can this manifest in your life? You may find yourself being a people pleaser. You may find that you lack when it comes to your boundaries. You may find that you keep yourself small. You may find that you don't feel fulfilled because you're not living in true alignment with yourself. And this may make you also feel disconnected. You may completely suppress your intuition or your spiritual gifts so as not to stand out spiritually. And you may feel unsafe to be you. And how sad is that sentence right there? Feeling unsafe to be you. Now, I can completely (laughs) relate. The witch wound was very strong within myself. And I am still healing from the witch wound now. I believe that none of us are ever the finished article. There is always a healing journey to be had. 
But in the earlier episodes, I mentioned about how this whole podcast is a huge part of my journey towards healing to use my voice to speak my truth and allow myself to release the fear of judgment and persecution as a result. And if you can relate to any of the things that I've been talking about, the good news is that you can heal this wound and you can stop it from holding you back any further. And before we talk about healing, it's important to touch on two other wounds that are very intertwined with the witch wound. Now, the first is the sister wound. And this is the energy that's carried where women fear other women. And this may manifest as jealousy or comparison or fear of other women, and especially fear of other women within groups. The other wound that may be prevalent is the mother wound. And this is the pain and the trauma of the energy passed down generationally from mother to daughter. And both of these wounds were hugely impacted by the witch trials. So the sister wound, for instance, women were encouraged during the time of the witch trials to turn on one another to save themselves and to save their loved ones. So naturally, as women, we became fearful of one another because which neighbor, which friend was going to turn on us next in order to save their own family, in order to save themselves from being tortured and being persecuted and being executed. The patriarchy of the society divided us as women, and it taught us that not only are the men, our persecutors, people to be feared, but so too are our neighbours, the women of our community. And the mother wound was also prevalent during the time of the witch trials and across patriarchal society where there has been a suppression of women across the ages. And this sometimes results in animosity and emotional distance and difficulty in relationships between mother and daughter. And this stems from the frustration that we feel as women or that we have felt of, as women in the past of this suppression, this oppression. So while you're on your beautiful healing journey, these are two other wounds to be really mindful of when you're working on your witch wound. So let's look at how we can help ourselves to heal. And as with any healing, we first need to embrace this wound, which can be <laughs> the most difficult thing, embracing our shadow side, embracing the parts of us that we don't like and we don't want to look at can be really, really difficult, but they can be the most rewarding. So rather than viewing this wound as a terrible burden, let's try to reframe that and instead to accept that we feel this wound we feel this energy, we're valid in our feelings surrounding this witch wound. And actually, they've played a huge part in keeping us safe, keeping us alive throughout the ages. So the wound has played its part and we embrace that and we're grateful for that. And it's also good to recognize the good that the wound has done so far in your life. So for instance, up until now, it may have meant that you haven't been met with conflict surrounding your spirituality and that you won't be until you're emotionally ready and spiritually ready. And when I say spiritually ready, I wholeheartedly believe that you are listening to this podcast because you are ready. You are ready to heal the witch wound. You are ready to stand in your truth and embrace all of the beautiful light that you truly are. We can also take time to reflect 
on the learnings we've had as a result. So for example, with me, embracing my witchy self has caused some um, <laughs> some conflict within my family, some concerned family members, but I'm now emotionally ready to release that and say, this is me. You can accept me as I am, or you can decide to not accept me as I am. But that isn't my concern. That actually isn't any of my business, what you decide to do. Because this is my truth. This is who I am. And I'm not hurting anyone. And I encourage you to embrace exactly who you are. And I've also learned from the many, many times <laughs> in the past that I have just kept quiet, that I spoke about earlier, that I went home and I reflected on everything and just sat there and wished that I'd have said something, wished that I'd have done something and sit there and beat myself up. I have learned from not speaking my truth, how that affects my energy. I have learned how my throat chakra becomes more and more blocked the more that I don't express that energy. I have learned that every time I people please, just because I don't want to be judged or I don't want to not be accepted, again, my throat chakra blocks up. So we can look at these learnings and we can see them as blessings. Yes, <laughs> we may have at the time wished that we'd have done things differently and hindsight is a wonderful thing. So looking back, we can see where we could have perhaps taken more aligned action. But actually having that experience, having those experiences to call on, help us to know what's right for us by helping us to know what isn't right for us. And by getting these thoughts and these feelings out of your physical body, it can be liberating. And as I'm speaking to you right now, you may be able to hear the movement, I'm not sure, but I'm physically shaking my body. <laughs> and I'm doing this because this is a practice that I do tend to do when I am, say, for instance, I've done a reading for someone and I am within their energy and I have absorbed some of their energy and it's absolutely beautiful to be able to do so but that energy isn't mine so I want to give it back and I shake it off physically being able to get blocking energy or negative energy out of your physical body is amazing and you can do this in a number of ways it may be physically shaken like I just said you may like to journal around your thoughts surrounding the witch wound you might like to say it out loud open up that throat chakra, shout at the top of your lungs exactly how you feel, stand in your own truth, call on your own power. You may say it in your head, however feels right for you, getting it out of your physical body is liberating. And by simply bringing attention to this wound, it lets your soul and lets the universe know that you're ready to heal. And recognizing these patterns within yourself allows you to take the control. How powerful is that? Allows you to know that you are in charge. You get to choose whether you carry on holding this wound because you're not ready to heal yet, or you can choose to do the healing now and you can allow yourself to stand in your power. And don't get me wrong, we'll probably always have some fears or worries surrounding judgment and we will always as humans want to fit in but it's the point where that 
want to fit in stops us from being true to ourselves, that's when the issue arises and that's when our energy becomes out of balance and becomes unaligned. You know what else is really important? It's to not do what I just told you that I did (laughs) and to try not to beat yourself up. Try not to blame yourself for having this wound, for acting in a particular way because you carry this wound with you. This isn't your fault. And the wound is really deeply ingrained and it was created to protect you. It was created for a good purpose. So try not to beat yourself up. Look at it as learning experiences. And instead, you can focus on how you want to live your life from now on. Remember, you're in control. You get to choose how much this witch wound affects you moving forwards. And you want to know something else that's really cool. (laughs) It's that collective record that I told you about earlier on in this podcast of all the memories that are held within this record by you healing yourself you're also putting that record into the collective and you're therefore encouraging others to do exactly the same, to heal from their own witch wound. You are in effect letting the collective consciousness know that it's now safe for women to step into their power. It's now safe for women to speak their truth. It's now safe for women to shine their light into the world unapologetically And so by you healing yourself, you are helping many other women to also heal from across the globe. And you're helping those closer to you as well. You're helping to heal the future generations. You're being the cycle breaker. This witch wound ends with you so that your daughters and the future generations that are to come can live in their truth and live in their power and not be afraid to show up authentically. How absolutely incredible is that? I have goosebumps, I have spiritual chills all over and I would love to talk to you more about this subject. I could just carry on talking. (laughs) So why not head on over to my Patreon where we will continue this discussion. We will share our thoughts and you can gain support from your fellow soulful sisterhood on healing this witch wound. You can also join my free community over on Facebook and let's start shining our beautiful lights together and healing together. So until the next time, I'll speak to you soon. listening to today's episode of witchy woo i hope you enjoyed the episode and why not come and connect with me further you'll find all of the links down in the description and why not head on over to our free facebook community the witchy woo soulful sisterhood you can check out my patreon for more additional bonuses if you want to take a deep dive into your spirituality why not come and join us in the confidence cover membership for a soulful sisterhood I'll see you in next week's episode. And don't forget, you're bloody awesome the way that you are. So let's sod the shoulds this week and make it a wonderful one. See you soon, lovelies. Witchy woo!